You're listening to the Church of the Redeemer Sermon Podcast. Join us at our 10 a.m. worship gathering in Alcoa, Tennessee. Visit us at churchotr.com for more info and to hear other sermons in this series. For this evening comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Would you stand for our final reading? We just assume you haven't stood up and sat down and done enough motion yet. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. We say on Sunday mornings, this is the gospel of Christ. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. In 1938, a radio broadcast began with the interruption of live music. News correspondents began reporting visible explosions on the planet Mars. And then local reporters in New Jersey described metal falling from the sky. The next report that came in said the U.S. military was now confronting spacecraft from Mars and was failing as the Martians incinerated everything in sight. Of course, this was a radio version of the fictional book by H.G. Wells called War of the Worlds. But it turned out that much of the listening public thought it was real. And they called their local news stations, they called governments all over the East Coast in a panic. And so the original broadcast wound up having to be interrupted at four different points to tell people this is just a made-up story of an invasion. What if a different type of invasion was real? What truly would your response be? What if a different type of invasion was real? And what would be your response? Because that's what this story about the, of the wise men is really all about here in Matthew 2. You see, Christians believe that Jesus is fully God who has become fully human 2,000 years ago, invading our humanity, invading the human story. You might even say invading planet Earth. And what happens when the news spreads? People have wildly different responses when they realize a potential invasion is afoot. So I have just a few remarks for you this evening, but I want you to look at the people in the story that we just read from the wise men 
There's other people in the story besides the wise men. And I want you to see what could be your potential response. Maybe you're one of these five people very quickly as the news of the invasion spreads. The first response to the invasion comes from Herod, the king. This represents people who are threatened by the invasion of Jesus. In verses 1 and 2, wise men from Eastern cultures think modern-day Iran, basically. They come looking for a Jewish king. And so in verse 3, it says they came to Herod the king. It's a phrase that's said twice in our passage. He's Herod the king. But the wise men come looking for the Jewish king. Well, Herod is this semi-Jewish man who's kind of a vice king over his governor area. And he thought he was the king. So if these foreigners say they found a star and they're coming looking for the Jewish king, you immediately feel threatened. And it's only insinuated in our passage and what we'll look at next Sunday if you're with us, it will be obvious that Herod felt threatened. One response to the invasion of Jesus into the human story is to feel threatened because you think you are, in effect, the king of your life. Those who think they are in control of their lives should feel threatened because if there really is such a thing as this God-man, this fully God, fully man person, then he really is in charge of the universe. He really is in control. And if you do what you want, when you want, and no one ever tells you what to do, you probably feel threatened by Jesus. Perhaps that's why many people never take him seriously. There are other responses, though. There's response number two, which is the response of the people. This represents people who are troubled. Verse 3 tells us that Herod was troubled, but it also says that all of Jerusalem was troubled with him. Of course, this doesn't mean the buildings of Jerusalem. This means other people besides Herod. We might say it's the general public. And we don't have a lot of specifics in the passage as to why the people were troubled. We can surmise, maybe using some thoughts from our own time, maybe they were troubled by these strange-looking, strange-talking foreigners in their midst. Maybe they had a small-town gossips type of fear of the status quo being changed because a lot of people just don't like change. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they had a cosmopolitan attitude. Jerusalem was the power center of its region, after all. And maybe the people felt troubled because this little ragtag town of Bethlehem, nothing should come from there, right? Or maybe it's all three. Regardless, sometimes the vagueness is the point. A lot of people in American life struggle with anxiety now, and a lot of people don't know why. And the news that God wants to invade your life, for a lot of people, doesn't necessarily make it better. It might be more troubling. So there's the response of Herod to feel threatened. There's the response of people who are troubled. Response number three is the response of the chief priests and the scribes. This is the response of people who are correct about Jesus, but ultimately indifferent. So Herod, knowing that there are prophecies about a Jewish king, he doesn't know himself. He goes and asks the religious scholars for their opinion of where the Messiah is supposed to be born, and that's in verse 4 of Matthew 2. And they tell him in verse 5, well, that's it in Bethlehem. And then they quote this verse from Micah. But curiously, what's not said in the passage is just as important. If you were one of the chief priests and scribes, and your Messiah has just come, and these foreigners seem to know before you do, you'd probably go, wouldn't you? But they don't go. They're correct about Jesus, but indifferent. Maybe this is who you are in the story. This is a lot of people in the Bible Belt. You know the correct information about God. You might even know a lot about the Bible, like these scholars, but you actually don't really want to be near him. You see, information about God is much safer than interacting with him. 
So you keep yourselves at arm's length from him, or you keep yourself at arm's length from his church. Oh, the church is a mess. We are a mess. But we're Jesus' church. So when invaded, you just prefer to stay safe with information. You never really find yourself doing the response of these foreigners, which is response number four. The response to invasion number four is the magi. These wise men, they're called wise men in our passage, but the word in the original language is magi, or think magicians, or astrologers, really. They're not exactly proper religious types. They saw a star in verse 2. They interpreted that star as the newness of a Jewish king. In verse 9, they follow that star to a baby Jesus. And in verse 10, it tells us twice, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Twice, joy is mentioned. And then verse 11 says, they fell down and worshipped Jesus. And maybe this is your response tonight. When the human story is invaded by the God-man, you'll do whatever it takes to be near him, including falling down and ultimately humiliating yourself. These were wealthy astrologers from Iran, and they've come to a peasant household and they fell down. Would you humiliate and honor yourself for Jesus? There's that one last response it could take. It's response to invasion number five. It's a, a, a character who doesn't play a huge part in our story, but it's Mary herself. In verse 11, she is simply just found with Jesus. Now, unlike the scribes, she probably might not have had prior knowledge of the Old Testament scriptures and prophecies. And probably unlike these wise men, she really had no knowledge of the star above her. There's no indication of this in Luke at all. She didn't know, but she didn't need the map. And she didn't need the GPS to the destination because she was already there. The whole point of the journey was to be with this God-man, Jesus. And she was already there. And for some of you, God has moved you from skepticism or the troubledness of the people. He's moved you from feeling threatened like Herod and being indifferent like the scribes. And he has moved you into worship of him, yes, and something even deeper, which is just being with him. That's the end goal of the Christian life, to be with Jesus in this life and the life to come. God just wants to be with you. That's why he became a human. The truth is that God has become human in Jesus and desires to be near us. And he wants to be worshipped and enjoyed by you. Because he enjoys you. Because he loves you. He lives and he died for you. So what will your response be tonight? Feeling threatened like Herod? The vague anxiety of the people? The correct indifference of the religious leaders? Will you worship and enjoy Jesus in return? Let me pray. Our Father, Sometimes it's not a rational argument that convinces us that you are real. Not a historical argument. Sometimes it's just your spirit talking straight to the heart. So, Lord, if that be anybody in this room tonight, if that be a Christian who has long felt distant from the Lord, would you kindle the flame again? We pray all of that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you can join us next week. God bless and have a great week.